Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can't trust anyone anymore. An Arizona woman faces felony charges for pretending to be a licensed dental hygienist. (laughs) I don't know why you would want to pretend that you are a licensed dental hygienist, but she did. Elizabeth Mina Larjana, also known as Elizabeth Garcia Castilla, uh, collectively worked uh, and attempted to work at more than 10 dental offices in California between 2015 and 2020. They found her in Glendale, Arizona, where she was working as a dental hygienist. She was extradited to San Jose, California for her arraignment. And now she's out on bail until the middle of June of 2022. The last thing, according to the district attorney, is someone needs to be worrying about is whether the person cleaning their teeth or using anesthetics is licensed to do that work. (laughs) So make sure you are, you know, you're getting qualified personnel and you've got to be able to have the approved educational program and plus both pass written and clinical examinations and you must be legal. I, I I don't know why it surprises me that someone would pretend to be a dental hygienist because I can think of a number of things that, uh, you know, you'd want to pretend to be. <laughs> dental hygienist is not one of them. And maybe that's why she got away with it for so long. I guess make sure you look at the documentation extra close the next time you go to the dentist. Hey, it's Fat Pile Friday. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. As I said, it's Fat Pile Friday, and I've got a stack of fat, a pile of fat to get through. I want to get through with it. Uh, Get rid of these stories, because we're coming up on, if you like me, are coming up on the long weekend. I want to be able to have these stories and just put them in the trash and be rid of them. Let's put that fat pile away, shall we? So congratulations to the graduating seniors at an L.A. arts school. They, 284 strong class of 2022 from Otis College of Art and Design. And they had their entire student loan debt paid off by the college's most successful alumni. Snapchat co-founder Ivan Spiegel totaling an undisclosed record-breaking gift of more than $10 million. The donation was added uh, to by Cora Beauty founder Miranda Kerr, Spiegel's wife and partner in the Spiegel Family Fund. One of the students said, hey, this changed my life. I know, and it absolutely did, and I'd like to thank them for that. That's awesome that they would do that. I don't know... If uh, it doesn't say, you know, if I was paying for it myself, did they give me the money? Or if I was paying for myself, you're just out of luck. If you took out a loan, you have that paid for. If you didn't take out a loan, eh, you know, tough. (laughs) But good for them. And thank you to Snapchat co-founder and the wife for donating to the Otis College of Art and Design and paying off everyone's loan debt so that they could go on with their life 
with their degree without having to owe any money for their student loans. Boy, congratulations. Said it could cost $50,000 for a liberal arts degree. Some of the recipients of Spiegel's generosity had racked up $70,000 or more. Wow. Um, just incredible. One of the students said, my mom was crying. They were so worried about it for me. I had so much debt. If it's really all gone, it puts me so much ahead. Yeah, it would have been, uh, maybe your mom uh, should have said, uh, hey, why don't you not go into debt and work and then then you can go to school and pay it off. But that's not how it works today. Silly me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what am I thinking? Anyway, congratulations and congratulations to all the students who now don't owe a dime for the school that they graduated from. So we know now that uh, American women had more babies last year than predicted. The U.S. birth rate rose 1% compared to 2020, marking the first time the infant population has grown since 2014, and it kind of dispels uh, at least a few concerns. Uh, you know, the massive pandemic baby bust, as everybody thought. I even did think that we did have more babies because of the pandemic, but apparently not. We did have a number of other things because of the pandemic, though, but not babies. Still, the number of births remained below the replacement level that's required for a population to sustain itself from one generation to the next, minus immigration, of course. Uh, maybe, maybe, perhaps, instead of having you know monogamous heterosexual relationships, man and woman, uh, you know, man and woman creating children. Uh, you know, the population growing on whatever country uh, you're you're living in. Uh, maybe it's because we have people who are busy in their polyamorous relationships. And I love this explanation from this uh, sail or star, sail or star on TikTok, who described her polyamorous relationship I know polyamorous, polyamorous, amorphophallus, you know, her and all her pals that are in a relationship together. Well, you want to talk about contact tracing? She's got it. Hi, my name is Anna and I'm in a polyamorous relationship. Oh, hi, Anna. Normally when people think polyamory, they think two women and a man in a thruple type relationship together, but right? that's not what polyamory is. Oh, I mean, that's one type of polyamory, oh, okay. but polyamory so is an dumb. umbrella term for many different types of non-monogamous relationships. I call oh. my type of relationship a polycule or a constellation <laughs> because it looks like a molecule or a constellation. There are several people involved in various different ways and more people have joined than the last time I did one of these. So let's give really? them a little update. I'm sure okay. you can follow along just fine. Okay, okay so in the center of it all is obviously me. Here's oh, me. She's got it all pinned out. this account, I have bright orange hair. I am married to Jake. There's Jake, okay. super cute. We currently live together. Not really. I am also ahead. dating Spencer. Here's Spencer. Oh. We've been together for a while, but are not currently living together. I am also dating 
Ellie. She's oh. my newest relationship, but just as important as all the others. Now, is Ellie she? is platonic life partners with Izzy. Here's oh, Izzy. Is, and okay, that just Izzy. means they plan on spending the rest of their lives together without any romance or sex involved. <laughs> now, Izzy is also casually seeing Spencer. Or Spencer oh, again, okay. just in case you forgot. Remember, Spencer is dating me, and I am married to Jake. Right. Now, Jake is currently dating Rocket. This is Rocket. Oh, okay. They are very hot and very tall. Rocket also has another long-term relationship with his girlfriend. Also has a queer platonic relationship with another partner. These partners don't wish to be included, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> of but course that means y'all are not going to oh, push to see them. Now remember, I am only dating Ellie and Spencer, and I'm married to Jake. Those are the only three people I'm involved with. This person, this person, and Izzy could all have other partners. But seeing as they're right. not involved in my inner polycule, I don't know, and that's okay. Anyways, this is why we call it a polycule or a constellation. See, you totally got that. Super easy to follow. But yeah, we're not a throuple. No, you're a constellation. Hello, you're Anna, and you're married to Jake. I want to see if I followed this properly. You're Anna, you're married to Jake. Then you also see Spencer, and you also see Ellie. Now... Jake, who you're married to, is in a relationship with Rocket, who is in a relationship with a girl and another person who don't want to be named. Spencer, who you're seeing, Anna, is also in a relationship with Izzy, who is also in a relationship with Ellie, who Anna is seeing. There, I got it right. It's a constellation. <laughs> it's a love fest. Yay! <laughs> oh man good times did i mention that good times that may be the fat pile friday theme today good times it is like i said fat pile friday so this story i've had in the fat pile for quite some time a woman 37 born with two vaginas and two uteruses well she opens up <laughs> about the rare condition explaining she gets two periods a month and can get pregnant with two babies at the same time by two different men wow uh leanne how how much do you want to have that issue huh how much that's what i thought she was born with uterus diddle diddle fies now it's not amorphophallus it's called uterus didelphus didelphus that's what i said <laughs> there's no need for you to repeat it didelphus yeah thank you i got it so it's an abnormality which is uh, you know because the baby girl grows too wow so she has two services cervixes and a thin wall of tissue that creates two separate lady parts I know, I can't, I don't know why it's so hard for me to say it, and it normally isn't. She, of course, has a TikTok channel, and she's known as The Lady Leanne and answers questions on her, uh, on her double reproductive organs, which is wonderful. And uh, she could, you know, like I said, get pregnant uh, by two separate men, and it would be considered high risk, but they could do it and, you know, have cesarean uh, births, and it could happen. So, according to Docopedia, uh, there's it's a one in a million chance that it happens. Okay, she said she didn't even realize it until she had such excruciating pain during, you know, 
the monthly visit that uh such severe cramping that uh the doc was like well yeah you got two uteruses so yeah no wonder you're in such excruciating pain here uh you just be bedridden and here's some painkillers okay so okay she said uh, for those few days it's just uh in bed and wasting my life incredible just incredible but in keeping with the theme of today's fat pile friday good times good good times think of that though just just think of that for a second okay that's enough let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately So Netflix uh, released the Ricker Gervais new comedy special, Super Nature, which I have not watched yet. I will watch it. We got a long weekend. I got a lot of content to watch this, uh, the next coming three or four days. So within hours, of course, viewers noted how Gervais made graphic transphobic jokes during his set. And they're pissed. And this is the second time they're still pissed at Dave Chappelle with his closer that uh, some Netflix employees walked out last year. Hell, Chappelle had an attacker who said he did it because he was offended over the trans joke. I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. Uh, How about no? Uh, How about no? (laughs) Either laugh or you don't. And if you don't like, if you don't want to not even take a chance at that, you don't go and see the event. How about that? How about we do that? Okay. All right. Let's do that. So I'm sure I would be willing to bet that Ricky's transphobic, graphic, transphobic jokes are jokes. Uh, That's what Ricky does. And I'm sure he's going to be devastated that people are upset with his comedy special. Devastated. I'm sure of it. And as long as we're talking about, you know, transgender, congratulations to uh, Laverne Cox, who has now got a transgender Barbie uh, after her. So good for her, Laverne Cox, uh, the actor. Uh, She's done some great work. I love her stuff, Uh, you know, especially Orange of the New Black and Inventing Anna. She was she was great in that. So, you know, good for her Good for her. I mean, can any I guess anybody can get a Barbie now except the fat guy. I'm sure, I don't see I don't see any fat guy Barbies. So maybe we are, maybe I should complain. And maybe the maybe the you know the fat models, I'm sorry. The overweight of oh no, the plus-sized beautiful people should be pissed. Start protesting Mattel. We want fat guy Barbies or fat girl Barbies or fat trans Barbies. it's not gonna happen but it's i mean it certainly could happen in today's world who am i kidding wow that's all we need that's all we need and speaking of uh you know all we need i see where kevin spacey who we talked about uh i don't know a couple weeks ago where he was getting uh, a rollback right he was going to go back into acting they were going to give him some work right he was going to be in this historical drama to appear in the UK, Hungarian, Mongolian epic 1242. And he was going to come back. And he was going to be, I mean, 
Kevin is a great actor. Well, now he's got four sexual assault charges against him in Britain. I don't know what that means. Maybe it means he can't go there to work. I don't know if they can uh, extradite him there, but the Crown Prosecution Service said it had authorized criminal charges on the four sex assault counts and one of causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. So the incidents took place in London between 2005 and 2008, allegedly, and one in Western England in April 2013. The victims are now in their 30s and 40s, and so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, criminal proceedings against Spacey are now underway. What does that mean? I, you know, what does that mean for Kevin? Does he have to go over there and get his hand slapped from the crown? I don't know. I mean, I find it difficult to believe that Kevin will be going to jail in the United Kingdom. Maybe that's just me. Might cost him some work, though. I mean, if the prince can stay in the UK so he doesn't get charged here in the US, then obviously Kevin Spacey, an American prince, can uh, stay in the U.S. and not get charged uh, in the United Kingdom. However, or, or not go to prison in the United Kingdom, but he can't go there to work, right? So it shuts down his new work. And I believe that was the first time I actually quad on this show. Uh, and I know, it couldn't have been the first time, but, uh, you know, you move your fingers and you do that. And that's, a, we named it a koa. A uh, hundred years ago. <laughs> and it just is something stupid. I can't believe I just did it. Uh, I do that, you know, in my personal life. And I, I, everything I have is shared with you. And uh, it's called a qua. And it's... And it just means uh, enough. You don't believe it. Agonizing. All of it. All of the above. And if that happens in anything, whether it's a show or life, you just give them the qua. And it's understood. Broadway shows I see pulled in uh, not quite what they're used to. Uh, the pre-pandemic high, they were pulling in almost $2 billion. Uh, in 2018 to 2019, they pulled in $1.8 billion. Uh, in 2021 to 2022... They pulled in $845 million. That seems uh, even high. Uh, for I mean, they, that place was closed up. That, that even seems high, but that's what they say. So, you know, congratulations. You're fighting back. You're about halfway there. I see where there's going to be a rap course taught at MIT. Huh? Yeah. Now, how mad do you want your kids to go to MIT? Lupe Fiasco has been long regarded, long regarded as one of the more esteemed voices in hip hop and, uh, you know, a gifted and intricate rhymer who could teach a course or two on wordplay. And thanks to MIT, the food and liquor rapper is set to become not only part of the curriculum, but become a professor. Congratulations. It's, he's going to be a visiting professor. It's, it's his MLK visiting professor program for the 2022-2023 school year. 
alongside Lupe, Associate Professor of Theater Eunice Fiera, and documentary filmmaker Louis Messiah, were named as experts in arts and humanities. Congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Lupe <laughs> tweeted, uh, I've been holding this for a while. I'll put it together something more sophisticated later that really captures the nuance and gravity. But for now, I'll just say it straight and raw. I'm going to teach rap at MIT. Congratulations, Lupe. So I was hoping to be able to tell you that I had a box of the Oreo Ritz mashup cookie cracker uh, being sent to Chewing the Fat to try. In fact, they should have just sent it to me, but uh, they did not. And I had to be ready to order at Oreo.com slash Ritz at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 Central, yesterday, May 26th, 2020 to score a pack and it was only going to be three ninety five to cover the shipping. And, you know, they said, act fast, act fast, which meant, I don't even know. They might've had two boxes available, but I was there and, oh no, the snack you didn't know you were waiting for has sold out. Don't miss another tasty opportunity. Follow us on social to see what we've got coming next. How about, um, no. How about we put some more of this on the market, please? Look like a small box of uh, Ritz and Oreos mashed up together. It looked really, really good. I mean, you have the Ritz peanut butter, and then you have the Oreo white filling and the Oreo cookie. It looked really good. And in a dunked in a bowl of milk, I bet it was awesome. And it's going to be awesome. But I'll never know because it was sold out. So, okay, Oreo with Ritz peanut butter. Congratulations on your little mashup, but uh, I'm a little ticked that I could not, uh, that I could not get there. I'm a little ticked. I'm a little ticked. That's all I'm saying. I mean, as long as we're talking about crime, which this was obviously the Oreo Ritz mashup that wasn't available. Well, I was right there on time. Couldn't get there. Couldn't get any. It's a crime. Might as well talk a little crime. I mean, we have the pastor who was forced to step down in Indiana. He uh, he was uh, a minister at the New Life Christian Church and World Outreach, which I'm sure is a fine church. Uh, John B. Lowe the uh, second, he resigned his role and stepped down because he was having an affair and eh, with the minor. That's all though. Don't worry about it. Uh, he confessed to his affair from 20 years ago. To the church on Sunday, a man and woman came on stage to speak in front of the church with the woman saying that she was victimized by Lowe when she was 16. Lowe did not mention the age of the person he had an affair with when he confessed to the church's congregation. Uh, you know, I told you I committed adultery. I told you it went on far too long. I can't do anything about that except to tell you if I could go back and redo it all, I would. I can't, and all I can do is ask for you to forgive me. 
Now, there's some kind of investigation going on now in Indiana, but according to what I've read, the consent age in Indiana is 16. That doesn't make it any better. And there's video. I'm not going to play you the audio. It's just the people telling the story and he apologizes and people are hollering in the congregation. So hopefully the congregation will be able to forgive him, but that doesn't mean he's going to get his gig back. So he'll be working, uh, he'll be working, putting together Oreo and Ritz's in the not too distant future. I'll tell you that. Okay. We're talking about crime. Lake Worth, Texas just had their biggest bust ever. Big drug bust in Lake Worth, Texas. Isn't that where the military base is? Oh, don't, silly Jeff, don't be talking about that. It wasn't on the military base. <laughs> don't be silly. Uh, so they gave a list. Uh, the Lake Worth Police Department released a list of everything that they found in this home. Uh, 11 guns of varying styles and calibers, one of which was stolen. Two homemade suppressors, you know, silencers. Uh, one pill press. 3,390 grams of suspected amphetamine, Adderall, powder, rock, and homemade pills, 18.6 grams of suspected fentanyl powder, 17 grams of uh, suspected DMT, and and diamethylpapine. Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, So 54 grams of suspected bath salts, 24 grams of suspected cocaine, 186 grams of suspected suspected promethazine syrup, 20 grams of suspected homemade alprazolam, Xanax pills, 42 grams of suspected methamphetamine. So he was also charged with two counts of manufactured delivery of a controlled substance currently being held at the old Tarrant County Jail. Girlfriend says he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the neighbors are saying, yeah, there was constant traffic in and out of the house. What are you talking about? It's been going on for a couple of years. And so they didn't find large amounts of cash in the home. So because they didn't find large amounts of cash, the cops are like, yeah, you know, he just used his large amount of cash to make the purchases of all the stuff he had. And so now he's just waiting to, you know, sell his stuff to make his cash back. Oh, okay. I mean, the home had heavy security surveillance cameras covering the entire outside of the property, the driveway, the front door. So we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens, but I love that they're making the list. This is what we've got here in Lake Worth. They claim uh, $2,285,250 in street value, which according to them is 72 times larger than average operations. All right. I mean, you got drug paraphernalia, bath salts, cocaine, guns, fentanyl, methamphetamine, and... Dimethyltryptamine. So, good times. <laughs> That's the theme. The theme of Fat Pile Friday, good times. Just like where I see we're in the crime segment, right? Crime segment. Uh, tonight's episode, just Crime. Uh, I see where people are booked up to stay in the motel room in Evansville, Indiana, where Casey White and Vicky White stayed. Remember the they were the convict that broke away and the the guard and uh, you know Vicky White and the convict Casey White is back in prison now. Uh, that hotel room, room one fifty at Motel Forty One in Evansville where they spent their final days together. 
has now been booked up at least 70 true crime aficionados are they uh, are on a list to stay in room 150 at motel 41 so <laughs> good times good good times the motel clerk t- said that uh, the ground floor room normally costs 63 a night is now going for 75 to 100 price gouging uh sunday 25 people called to ask for the infamous room adding that the staffers have removed the room number on the door after someone tried to swipe it as a souvenir. I'm sure it's because they were, you know, criminal aficionados, crime aficionados. I'm sorry, true crime aficionados. (laughs) Just amazing. Still good times, though. Still good times. And still no word on what's going to happen to former NFL player and Canadian Football League player Brendan Langley, who was caught, uh, you know, fighting with the United Airlines employee at uh, Newark, New Jersey Airport. Uh, The United Airlines employee has been fired. Uh, Langley has been suspended from the Canadian Football League. The Calgary Stampeders suspended him. The Stampeders, according to their president and general manager, John Huffnagel, uh, he said that the Stampeders take matters such as these very seriously. (laughs) After learning of the details, including the filing of a criminal charge, we are indefinitely suspending Brendan Langley. So we have that going on. I mean, we'll see what happens. He says the guy who swung first, uh, they both got into a fight. I mean, the United guy definitely was wanted more. Brendan put him down and he still came back up like he wanted to fight more. So, you know, we got that going for us. And what's good about that is it brought Alec Baldwin back out into the limelight. I mean, New New Mexico's uh, DA is still conducting a criminal investigation into the shooting of Helena Hutchins. And uh, the the, uh, director, the cinematography was actually shot and killed. Uh, That is still, no one's been cleared on that. And there's civil suits pending. I know that uh, the director, right, he was just wounded, but Helena was uh, shot and killed. Uh, I know it was an accident, an accidental shooting by Alec. But he commented on this fight at Newark Airport, and he has since deleted his uh, Instagram post. But he was saying that the guy working at the airport is the victim. He came to work to do a job. The other guy with his big mouth is guilty of workplace abuse, where people come to work with an expectation of safety, even civility. This, I guess he used a bad word because it's crossed out in the story, who hit this guy should be put on the no-fly list. Yeah, workplace slavery is a really important thing. Isn't it, Alec Baldwin? Just a few headlines from around the world. Uh, The Department of Justice announced a new use of force policy requiring federal officers and agents to act if they see other officers using excessive force. 
I mean, why wasn't that happening to begin with? That's just a look good policy, but okay, you got it. China issues a direct warning to the United States, announces military drills after, uh, you know, after President Biden was over there commenting about, uh, you know, taking military action with Taiwan. Iran warns Israel, hey, we're ready for war. <laughs> uh, nothing else happening around. Let's see. You've got uh, China and Taiwan. Let's look at the globe. China and Taiwan, Iran and Israel, Ukraine and Russia. Huh. Mexico border and the United States is pretty much a war zone. Jeff, those are people looking for a better life. Okay. You got me. Uh, you got me. So it's almost like uh, there's invasions going on all over the world, but maybe it's just me. And I see where the Biden administration now is considering, you know, we should probably ban crude oil exports. We haven't done enough. We haven't done enough to help the American people and the oil business out. What we should do is ban crude oil exports. Yeah, that'll work. Oh, and did I mention that a large chunk of North America is at risk for blackouts this summer? <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah, well, it's due to drought uh, and supply chain disruptions and, and other pressures. I, uh, that's what the U.S. electric grid regulators uh, said. Yeah, I would guess that it's more of the other pressures than it is due to drought and supply chain disruptions. And if you listen to other programs on the Blaze podcast, radio, and television network, you would know that perhaps we are counting on wind too much. And so when it doesn't blow, <laughs> uh, then we don't have power. And gosh darn it, plus we're just out of luck. Speaking of blowing... I see where Apple has launched its self-service repair store. And it looks like that was, uh, you know, because they had the all the people after them, you know, the right to repair. We should be able to fix our own Apple phones, our iPhones. We shouldn't have to just take it to you. Okay. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll open a self-service repair store. Okay. No problem. Uh, apparently, though, it's uh, time-consuming and expensive and difficult. So I'm sure that Apple didn't make it that way. <laughs> there was one reporter that said he replaced his iPhone 12's battery through a self-repair store. He's charged $96 for materials plus $1,210 credit card hold for the 75 pounds of industrial equipment required for the repair. And he damaged the phone during uh, during the process. And then there was another reporter that uh, tried to fix his iPhone mini that uh, cost was had the same experience. Uh, an Apple associate can replace that battery for $69. So maybe you ought to not want to do it yourself. I'm sure that Apple is trying to help you get through the, the situation. No problem. I mean, I know that... You know, modern electronic devices are complex and highly integrated and miniaturized as it isn't easy. <laughs> so go ahead, do it yourself, right to repair movement. But, uh, you know, it's going to cost you some money and time. And if you break it, you're going to have to pay us a whole bunch more money. So 
that's kind of a it's a fun i mean i'd be pissed if i if i was a uh if i was a right to repair movement person i would be pissed because that's apple just doing it on purpose right they'll never admit it but it is them doing it on purpose and you know they're just they don't want customers repairing their phones (laughs) it's just that simple so get it through your thick skulls right to repair movement nobody gets to repair their own stuff anymore it's a new world okay (laughs) and you're not gonna join a union either i saw the leaked video of apple's vice president uh deidre o'brien as she was telling employees you know it's really not your best interest to join a union really yeah uh we've got three apple stores uh new york maryland and georgia that have begun to push to unionize yeah that's fine but it really wouldn't be in their best interest <laughs> what does that mean that probably means you know you guys join the union that's great we're all for it but it looks like those stores are not very profitable and we're just gonna have to close those stores down we'll try to find you some work someplace else but i don't know how long that's gonna take but you keep trying to be a union okay (laughs) wow good times good good times i see where meta ceo Mark Zuckerberg, Zuck, uh, those of us that are, you know, friends with Zuck, call him, uh, is being sued uh, for his role in the Cambridge Analytica data breach. Oh, no. I mean, it might cost him a house or two. I don't know. I mean, I know that he's, you know, Mr. Mr. Low, low guy. I mean, he just wears T-shirts. Sure, they're four or $500 t-shirts, but he just wears t-shirts and jeans. That's him. I mean, okay, so he has, you know, mansions and security and private jets. So if you were the, what the what is he, the 16th richest guy in the world now? 15th, whatever he's worth. I don't know. He's worth, you know, 50 or 60, 70 billion dollars. Um, you know, he's uh, living a pretty good life. He's got a property portfolio of about $320 million. I would guess it was probably more than that. I guess he's got a yacht, a $150 million yacht called Ulysses. Ulysses. Uh, you know, look, he's Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. The guy is, uh, is doing pretty good. He's got his $186 million land in Hawaii. Uh, I know they tried to call him a, a colonist uh, out there in Hawaii, and he was like, oh, really? Yeah, well, I'll just buy some more. <laughs> I mean, he's got uh, 707 acres on uh, the island of Kauai. Uh, he bought for $116 million. The land includes most of the Pilai Beach and Kauai Plantation. I think that's how you call it. It might be Amorphophallus Plantation, prompting uh, critics to, uh, you know, really dislike him very much. And he said, you know, I'm already disliked. Tough. (laughs) So, you know, he's got the uh, Palo Alto, uh, California house. That's only 116 million, though. Nothing. Big deal. He's got the $59 million uh, Lake Tahoe compound. Uh, he's got two adjacent lots there on Lake Tahoe's West Shore 
so that he doesn't have to, you don't want to be able to have to put up with other people coming in when you're there. Can't do that. I don't like that at all. So he's living pretty good. He's living pretty, pretty good as well. He should never mind the, you know, millions of dollars spent on security and private jets and, you know, he's just, he's the guy. He's just driving the million-dollar car. Of course, he has a Honda in the driveway as well, uh, the Honda Fit. But he's driving his uh, Pagani Huara. Uh, that's only a million dollars. Is that how you say it? Pagani Huara? No, don't play. Pagani Huara. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> So he's doing okay. So I'm not sure a lawsuit against the whole Cambridge Analytica thing will, you know, bring his lifestyle down any. All right. Have a great, great holiday. For those of you listening live, it is the 27th of May, 2022. We've got Memorial Day weekend ahead of us. Uh, Don't forget that coming up next week is the start of the 2022 hurricane season. Uh, we'll get into that next week. It's, you know, June 1st is the beginning of it. It's possible that, uh, you know, a hurricane could just show up and wipe everything out because they're predicting, uh, an unusually active Atlantic hurricane season this year. So I know Noah is forecasting a likely range of 14 to 21 name storms. I mean, we've gone, we've got to talk about this, uh, next week, but I mean, anybody, if you just, if you just forecast yourself every year, what's your forecast? Well, I was thinking, you know, between eight and 18 and you're going to be close. And then you can re, you know, you can reassess halfway through the season. Now they figure 14, what they've forecasted is, uh, 14 to 21 name storms, 39 mile an hour or higher, six to 10 could become hurricanes, three to six major three, four or five with winds 111 or higher. Uh, those would be major, just saying. Uh, and so, like I said, six to ten could become hurricanes. Eight to eighteen. Uh, that's my that's that's my official forecast. We could talk about it on Hurricane uh, Hurricane Day, June first. But uh, that's my official forecast. The chewing the fat official forecast for the 2022 hurricane season. Eight to eighteen could become major could become hurricanes and then you know four to eight could become major that's my forecast and i'll give you i'll give you a more in-depth forecast on june 1st it's memorial day it's a federal holiday we are to mourn the u.s military personnel who have died while serving in the united states armed forces if anyone actually cares about that anymore please pay your respects observed on the last Monday of May. Oh my gosh, which is this weekend. So thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. And remember, good times. Good times. Turn that frown upside down. Okay? Don't be a clown. Maybe that's the maybe that's the new motto. Turn that frown upside down. Don't be a clown. I don't know if that works, actually. But Turn that frown upside down anyway. My gosh.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.